Hi, welcome to episode 76 of Book Off Banter. First of all, thank you so, so much for so much feedback on the last episode. There was so many people who wrote in and like shared um, so many things. So I think we will do a second episode at some point um, on horsey things from around the world um, because there was just too much to kind of like quickly cover now. Um, But I did want to say that the amazing Scottish girls who had so much response oh to that video oh my God. have oh messaged my God. me. That... So they're right next oh, to I Morris. Love I want to be their friend. Well, they're, they're right next, they're right next to Morris. You know where I go and I don't have anyone to help me. Yeah, and they said they help. Yeah. They've offered to help me. Can you imagine? Like, let's video Can I come that. Too? Yeah, like how amazing. Can I come too? Even if I, I had help, I'm bringing them with me. I I would I would say I want to be their friends. I know we we, we thought of the piss out of them, um, but on, I, did you share the actual video? With yeah, I did put the, yeah, I did put the video oh on. Oh God! So the girl she she sent me this video. I must have watched it thirty times, like one after another. My husband was like, "Are you okay?" Because <laughs> I was literally crying with laughter because. <laughs> It was just the fact that they were Scottish made it so much better. So it's many people was, said that. I, I cannot get it off of me. <laughs> that was my Scottish accent, by the way. Yeah, and I, it was, I, like, I appreciated of, that. <laughs> the, the little bit panic in her voice yeah. um, made it all that funny, and particularly as her friends were just recording it and laughing. And oh, honestly i love they, as they, well that I, laugh where like you've got to cross your legs because you're in like serious danger of pissing your pants like i love that laugh that's just the oh best isn't God. it i i appreciate them sending that to us so much because it has brought me so much joy yeah and if i ever feel down i've actually saved that video to my phone I hope they don't... <laughs> because if i ever feel down i'm like i'm just gonna watch the video of two complete strangers and a branch <laughs> well like she said oh you know we can come and we can put fences up and then she was like we also are quite happy to look after the kids and you only want to be like listen you just come you with your accent and a twig I mean we're winning at life oh, already oh, the fact you've offered, offered more to look after children. yes oh, can you my imagine God. them Thank and Henry you. can you imagine the carnage I, Henry would love it Henry would love oh god it honestly they are they are up there some of my favorite people in the whole world that I've never Absolutely. met but, oh thank you thank you so much for sending me that video I I was screaming like I said my husband was like are you okay because it literally was and I've saved it I've saved it to my phone it's my own little thing that you laugh so yeah I love them I'm, I'm so appreciative of them sending that oh, aren't our listeners the best they like they absolutely are um, yeah they they so so are like especially you know when you listen to like other podcasts or something and they'll be they'll have to like disclaimer everything because they just get people like sending in like shit and bitchy stuff and I'm like our listeners are so mint like with the exception of the person who like gave me a bollocking about the Mark Todd episode like really we just have like the best listeners ever yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent they just and they accept all our stupidity and the times that they basically listen to a podcast about horses we probably mentioned horses twice <laughs> it's, it's so disorganized and at the last minute we're like what the fuck are we going to talk about oh, 
Carla and Kate, you're off again. Never mind. Maybe next episode they might talk about <laughs> They might briefly touch on a horsey thing. Oh, God. The fact that they're so accepting of our stupidity and, and, and craziness and it's just fabulous. And I, yeah. And then when they send things like that, like that video, and it's just, it's like then they feel like friends, don't they? It's yeah, like, absolutely. oh, my God. It's like a friendship group that we've got and we just chat to them. And oh, honestly. But yeah, that video, they were just the best, absolute the best. So yeah, that laugh that you said about having to cross your legs. Yeah. That's what I was doing when I was watching video pretty much. And I've got a very strong pelvic floor, let me let it be known. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but if it, yeah, like you were saying then, if anyone's got any more videos like that, please send them our way. Absolutely. Um, um, bring us the joy. So what have you been up to? Let's try, shall oh, try and horsey this got- episode a little bit? Yeah. Does uh, Dirty Stablegate count as horsing up an episode? Dirty Stablegate? What's what's Dirty Stablegate? Have you not, where have you been, Katie? Have you not heard about Dirty Stablegate? No. Have I missed have something? You not heard about it? No, I swear. Yeah, you, you have missed something, my love. You have missed something. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> hopefully, uh, I um, I where horses live out, don't they? Yeah. And uh, they cut. They only come in to be ridden, and this summer I thought I'm I'm going to see how I get on, kind of deep littering them over the summer. They're only yeah. in for a couple of two hours and maximum usually, so I'm going to see how I get on with deep littering them. So I was taking the poo off the top and just chucking clean bedding on, and it has worked brilliantly all summer. Like there's been no smell, there's no like there's been a trashing of stables. Even Chance, because Chance digs up his bed if he if he gets left. He gets a little bit anxious. So even Chance hasn't dug up his bed. I thought, this is what this is brilliant. I've cracked the code. I don't need to spend hours mucking out. I'm going to keep deep littering them. It's going to be amazing. And uh, then they had to come in because uh, the weather was a bit biblical. And they stood in for a day. And then they went out for a little bit. And then they came back in. So I kind of skipped down. I looked at this bed and I thought, this ain't looking great. So I put some more straw down. And then uh, they had to spend the night in as well. And the next morning, on the Saturday morning, I went in and I looked and it was fucking carnage. It was mm. absolute carnage. So basically Vince and Jazzy, Jazzy in particular, had just mushed this bed full of shit and piss. And it was, and it had been deep littered. I've been lazy through the summer. I, you know, I hold my hands up, I've been lazy. And, and I was just like, oh my God, this is not. And I just went, you know what? You tried it. It worked for a while. It's not going to work over the winter. If they've got to come in for any period of time, this bed is not going to um, stand up to it. So they went out on the Saturday um, uh, after I'd ridden and everything. I put them out in the field and they obviously were out Saturday night. And then Sunday, I was working the night shift, but I cleared the day. I said, I'm not doing anything else. I am clearing out those stables, washing the floors, letting them dry. And I'm going to put fresh, clean, lovely, deep straw beds. And they're going to be mucked out every day. Yeah. Right. So- so as I'm halfway through deep littering these stables I realized that I'd been a bit of a twat and what I thought was a great idea through the summer had bitten me really badly on the ass and I was now having to deal with these fucking disgusting stables so I just took a short I took a photo of one of the stables bear in mind there was a lot of I hadn't mucked out from that from the Saturday where they had they'd been put straight out yeah I hadn't mucked out so the fresh shit on the top there was it was all meshed up um, so I took a photo of this and I just put a caption up saying when your horses have lived out all summer and you haven't mucked it out. So now you've, you've got this, this to deal with. 
And then I cleared that bed, cleared that one and sorted all the floor out, put the disinfecting pad down, put the bed down on top. And then I showed the one chancel stable that was all cleared out and the floor was drying. And then I showed what I had left of jazzes to do. So basically there was like this scoop bit in the middle, which is where I'd thrown all the shit. I'd thrown everything kind of up in the middle to then shovel it into my wheelbarrow. So there was a lot of shit. There was a lot of wet. And it was a, just a really minging pile of stuff in the middle yeah. of the floor. So that was what I showed. And I talked about how I had a night shift, yada, yada, yada. I then received some messages on Instagram from people. Now, in their defense, they do it trolls. They weren't trolling me. They did them from their genuine accounts. I say those people didn't troll me. I have had troll messages since. Um, they weren't trolling me. They're from the genuine accounts. Basically, one of them implied that it was a bit of a welfare issue that I'd put my horses in these stables that was disgusting as that. Um, someone else said, um, how, how could I be so lazy as to let my stables get that bad? No, 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 no. And, it, you know, there was quite, there was a few of these messages basically just being a little bit um, rude about my stable management skills, should we say. Now, I hold my hands up. I did it being lazy over the summer I thought I can have a nice lie in here I don't have to muck out my horses are living out and it was working for the time that they're in and as soon as I recognized it wasn't going to work I was clearing the stables out it was quite obvious I was clearing the stables out on the story so why these people then felt the need to imply that there was a problem with my um, um stable management stuff I don't know who knows who knows um so anyway I did think that I'd addressed it yesterday um I then went back on my stories and I just explained what the situation was I was look I held my hands up I made a mistake I thought I was saving myself some time over the summer being a bit lazy but um I wasn't you know my horses want for nothing yeah not that I don't want to look after them that's not why I did it I did it because I wanted to try something to see if I could save myself a bit of time and it was working through the summer they had a lovely bed which didn't move and it was fine I didn't if I'd seen the issue earlier I would have mucked the stables out earlier but I just had this deep little bed that was working and you know like I said my, my horses work for nothing they you know I I I, I try my best for them. we all try our best for our horses don't yeah. we no one no one goes out there and has a horse to go oh, I'm not going to look after this one very well you know we, we all try our best and, and that was all I was doing I was just trying my best and also trying to save myself a little bit of time it and being a little bit lazy FM like years and years ago when I was on a livery yard, there was this woman and she used to deep litter her horse. Her horse was quite quiet, like it wouldn't be the type to trash its bed. So you could yeah. like properly deep litter. Um, and she did it for a year. And then she used to pay like one of the teenagers. I never did it, but like there was always a teenager who would do it for 20 quid. And it would literally be like a day. I mean, you can imagine a year of like yeah. solid deep litter. And like the farmer used to have like a massive muck trailer and it would pretty much fill the muck trailer. And like yeah. this teenager would do it for 20 quid. And when you look back, you think, what a fucking touch that was. Like to have I would, someone. I would, I would have paid 20 quid for oh, someone to care. Of course you would, wouldn't you? I actually put the thing on my story. If I had something to hide. Yeah, you, would have hit, you, you didn't need to show Why it. would I Instagram stories? If I, if I was trying to demonstrate that that was good stable management, why would I put that on myself? I quite blatantly told people what I'd done, yeah. which was lazy over the summer. And I was thought they would find it funny. Yeah. But it come back and bitten me on an, on my ass on a Sunday night before I had, on a Sunday afternoon before I had a night shift. I thought people would find that amusing, not have my 
basically my character assassinated <laughs> as a result, which is what the troll message was. So I kind of put it, thought it had gone to bed. Um, and I actually did say that I have respect for the people that messaged me. Okay, it probably isn't what I wanted to hear. No one wants to hear that sort of thing. But I respected them that messaged me because they messaged me from their accounts. Yeah. And I can understand they possibly thought there was a welfare issue. Yeah. And so I thought, you know what? Um, if you think there's a welfare issue, you should 100% call it out. And to have the guts to call it out from your actual account where yeah. you are, you know, absolute massive respect. We should do more of that in the horse world, I think. Yeah. But, you know. That is, I that is think, true. No? There's I sometimes that I see things, um, it like hurts my teeth. But I just think, oh, I'm not going to message because they'll say I'm a troll or like, you know, so I just can't be chewed. But there's certain people where like, well, actually, the reason I didn't see it is because since when did I have like a bit of a, you know, I had a bit of a like meltdown when I said I just couldn't cope with my life that since then I've not been on any social media except like the couple of days after the podcast comes out, I do the podcast and that's it. And I just haven't missed it. So I've not gone back to it. Like if I missed it, I would, but I I haven't. So and that's basically just because, yeah, I think I've got enough shit going on without, not bad shit, though, yeah. like just I'm busy. So I just can't, like if anyone, I haven't really got an interest in people's shit. But um, yeah. And that, that's the thing with this. It's like, I am I am a busy person. I have, But I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm not going to pull my hands up and go, oh, but I work in the NHS. I work shares. No, 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 no. That's why I didn't do it. I hold my hands up to it. I tried to save myself some time so I could be a little bit lazy. Yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, but then I don't believe that I deserve to have my sort of character assassinated as a result of that. Oh, yeah, like we all have... we all do things with the horses, either number yeah. one, that other people don't agree with or would do differently, or number two, that we can recognise ourselves we made a mistake, you know? Absolutely, like I've made so many with mine and I like will continue to do so. And often that's like the only way that you learn. Yeah, like... It's a balance, isn't it? It's such a fine balance of holding people probably accountable, not necessarily that that's our job, but like, but then at the same time, appreciating that everybody makes mistakes and they need room to make mistakes. That's a really hard balance, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the long and short of it is, is if you see something which you consider to be an animal welfare issue, then I believe that you should possibly call it out. If you see something that you just don't like and it's not affecting you and it's not affecting the horse, just scroll the fuck on by. Yeah. Just scroll the fuck on by. And if they keep doing it, hit the unfollow button or even or block them so you don't. Do what I it, do. Leave and spend all your time mm-hmm. on TikTok focusing um, on decorating your house for Christmas. Because fuck me, it's going to cost me hundreds of pounds. I want nutcrackers and candy canes. I mean, I don't know what's going on in He's, my head. Oh, I, so have you got American on? I, I think I have. I, said, I literally said that to my friend today, Carla. I was like, why have I become American? What the fuck's going on? Why do I want my house like some sort of grotto, like Mrs. Claus or something? I do, though. It's TikTok. I blame TikTok. Yeah, I haven't answered on that side of TikTok. So <gasps> I'm quite okay. What's I'm trying to think what page is at the moment. I haven't been on it for a few days, if I'm, I'm honest. I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm addicted. I'm, I'm, I'm spending hours of my life grottoing right. my head from home bargains in my mind. <laughs> Here we go. Is it a useful use of my time? 
Absolutely but, uh, not. I will expect lots of photos for this. Well, it's probably I, not going to happen, but I like to look. We've always done this since they were little. We always like to go around, drive around, like housing estates and stuff and find the houses that I've when they really decorated the outside big, yeah. I absolutely fucking love it when people do that I hope yeah. that the cost of living hasn't stopped people from doing that because I absolutely love it when people go OTT with their Christmas decorations particularly this year outside. they're just gonna have the fucking lights up but not turned yeah. on aren't they no fucker's gonna be able to afford to turn them on they off like an hour a day so if they could synchronize <laughs> it or do it for the same amount I mean, my kids can drive around I mean, Isaac's, Isaac's 17 now, but he still does it. He'll still do it with me. He'll, yeah. I absolutely, absolutely adore it. And I love it when people have got sh- like stupid ones, you know, like a flashing yeah. thunder, like climbing up the wall and stuff like yeah. that. I just love it. I'm, I'm all over it. I don't do it myself, but I love it when other people do it. And I really appreciate it when they do it. So if you're one of those people that does go mad with your decorations, know that I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you. Absolutely. All right, let's keep it back on horses. Um, yeah, let's go back to the horses. Well, although, anyway. actually, really briefly, talking about Christmas, have you seen the price of those Lemieux um, ponies? Everybody's after buying for their kids. Don't you buy the crafty pony ones? But the tack for them. Like, you could buy a legitimate real tack. Well, I think if you went, there is another company, and I believe they may have been first. Yeah. Um, crafty ponies um and i think they are cheaper and it's also a small business so but you put your fucking money there that's what i say but jesus christ that's a lot of money i haven't, like, haven't look i don't i i, I don't i, I didn't don't. look i was just in a tack shop with my friend and they were oh, at the tail and i picked up um the i think the grooming kit i think was 20 pounds I think I'll spend that on my own grooming kit. Like, honestly, I, I was literally like, what? what? And I think the saddle, I want to say, was like 40, 45 pounds. Shut up. Like, I, I'm not kidding you. I I was like really shocked. That's the head disgusting. collar, I remember the head collar was about 20 quid because I said to my friend, my actual head collar was 20 quid. My head collar That's not okay like i got a shock genuinely i got a real shock like instead of buying these toy head collars why don't the mums and dads buy a head collar for a horse at a rescue well because the kids don't want to open that on christmas day do they well they can fucking open a a picture a picture (laughs) look for your red collar gave it to a pony at a rescue now eat your turkey sandwiches and shut up i don't know i just think that 20 quid head collar is is a bit yeah i like i genuinely that's why i'm mentioning it if it like because i was i wasn't expecting them to be cheap or anything but like i was i looked like you know one of those like old like you know, well in my day like i, I mean lit- unless they, they, uh I mean, actually no they won't lemieux aren't gonna want to i slagged them off enough and i is it lemieux I, I, yeah you slagged them off before remember for uh all star so, that's true yeah so they're not going to answer the podcast. I was about to say maybe we should cut this short. They might want to watch the podcast, but no, they they don't want to, do they? They don't like me. So yeah, carry on slagging them off. Twenty quid for a head collar. Shock! Like I don't know, how, like fuck me. That's that's like a full on stable. Anyway, that was just a complete aside. I just had that written down because I was mortified. Um, my horsey news. I don't really have a lot of horsey news, but Bougie has been quite good still. There's 
what do you mean there's no horse news? And as soon as you say the word bougie, <laughs> you know it's going to get good. No, you know it's going to he's, he's been all right. Um, I've been, did I tell you last time, I've been reading about trigger stacking and I thought it was quite interesting. So I thought I'd quickly mention it. So I read this thing like on the internet and it had like a little diagram and it was really helpful. So it was like, say you take your horse to like say a dressage competition and it bronks and you're like, I don't know what's wrong with it. I don't know why it's done that. And it's like, maybe you're not the most balanced rider and it's like on a little bar chart. And so say that kind of is like at a five and then maybe your saddle doesn't fit the best. And maybe that's at like a seven. And then maybe you take it to the new arena and that's like another five so that horse's threshold is like maybe 16 and you've taken it to a 17 so it explodes and you're like well I don't know what the fuck's gone wrong with it and it's like if if you were the most balanced rider in the world and you took it to the show with a saddle that maybe wasn't perfect it probably would be able to cope or if you rode it at home as not the most balanced rider in a saddle that wasn't perfect it might be able to cope but combining a lot of triggers and each horse obviously has a different threshold. Yeah. And I just thought it was really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, sometimes like, they talk about the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. And like, basically that's what it could be. Just one thing. Yeah. Out, you know, adds to other things. And it becomes, yeah. uh-huh. oh. And I listened to this. I wish I could remember his name because I feel really bad that it's not good that I can't remember his name because I listened to quite, I've watched quite a few podcasts, uh, watched quite a few YouTube things. But there was one of the like American guys who does like the horsemanship. And he said like he went to this um, clinic and there was an English girl who said to him like, well, what do you do when you've got a horse who's just crazy? And he was like, okay, tell them, come on, indulge me. Like, what's your, why is your horse crazy? She's like, well, I took it on a hack and it saw a rabbit and it was fine. Then it saw another rabbit. It was fine. Then it saw another rabbit. It's fine. Then it saw like, it carries on. I think it got to six rabbits. Then it reared up, like bolted and ran for home. And she's like, what's that about? It's clearly just crazy. And he was like, no, your horse's threshold for rabbits is like five. <laughs> so it coped with Sorry. five. Like five rabbits. Exactly. Like it coped six. with like I say, do you know what this is reminding me of? Oh god, I'm gonna go off piece a little bit. Okay. We will get back to you guys. But like um not Christmas just gone, but the was it the Christmas before? No, two Christmases ago, um a rep at work brought in a massive crate of satsumas. Okay. And, <laughs> and I and I I love satsuma and they were really nice, really, really sweet. And I just kept eating and eating these satsumas. I could do that and with then, satsuma. I know, and everyone at work, they're going, you're going to regret that. And I was like, oh, but they're so lovely, though. And I had 13 satsumas. Me. And I told you, the next day, I did regret it. I was literally fighting for my life on that toilet, <laughs> right? <laughs> and at least you won't get scared. I said, mate, they were going through me so fast. <laughs> I not absorb anything. So basically, I gave myself the raging shits. Um, I so <laughs> you've learned your satsuma <laughs> threshold. <laughs> work because I couldn't, I couldn't I felt all right but I couldn't be too far from the toilet and I couldn't trust a fart so I had to take a sound. I had to phone up me sorry you know I had all them satsumas yesterday um, I'm gonna have to take a sound and you'll leave because I'm basically um 
disemboweling myself. So like literally. Um, and anyway, then um, last year we got we got the box of satsumas going to be going, here we go, here's Carla. And I ate 10, I think it was this year. And I was absolutely fine. Right. So between 13 and 10, 11 or 12, perhaps, is my satsuma threshold. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I think 10 was bold. I think... <laughs> Consider my history. Yeah, I think I maybe would have gone around the five or six mark, seen how I went. Potentially next year added one or two. I think to go in at ten, very strong move from you. I was fine. My threshold is eleven or twelve. <laughs> so yeah, in, in exactly the same way. This horse's threshold was five rabbits. Five and, rabbits. And then it was like, I can't take any more. And so basically what I've tried to do with Bouge is really bear that in mind. And like any little tiny thing where I think maybe he's not the happiest in that. Okay, I'll change it. And like what we've started to do, which is not a habit that I'm loving and he needs to start to wean out of it. I potentially made a rod for my own back, but at the minute we're, we're rolling with it. When yeah, he goes in the lovely. arena, um, I let him walk round and he tends to have a stop and he looks at kind of things and then he'll maybe walk a few steps and then he stops and he has a good look. And then I try then as the ride goes on to be firmer and be like, right now we can't just stop and look at everything. We can maybe stop if something big happens but in general we have to just keep going so that's where that's we're fair. at with bouge currently my limbs are still working and you just have to be well, grateful you have to do what you have to do sometimes and if it's working it's working isn't it do you know what i mean so um and sometimes you have to do stuff and like other people go oh i i wouldn't do it that way but then they haven't got your horse yeah. each horse is different if you find something that's working for it then 100% go with it. And if both of you are happy with it, it's like... Um... And, like, actually, the horse's physio was here the other day, and um, I was telling her about, like, all Bougie's dramas, and then I spoke to her a couple of days ago, and she was asking how he was doing, and I said, oh, um, he's been really good. And I said, Ben's been really, really good at reminding me a few times when I've needed it. So, like, if Bougie's been really good, and I'll come in and Ben will say, how's he gone? I'm like, oh, he's been really good, but we've only walked and trotted. And Ben's like... Who cares? He's been really yeah. good. That's really good. Yeah. And then Ben said to me, like, you can either keep putting pressure on yourself and him and try and go fast and keep freaking him out and you'll go slow. Or you mm. can accept that you're going to go slow with him and you'll probably go quite quick. And I was like, that's also, really good advice. And also, he's very wise, your husband, isn't he? And also by accept, accepting this slower journey, you can enjoy the journey a bit yeah. more. You know Rather what I mean? than well, trying to chase, that. chase, chase, yeah. And that's the other thing Ben said to me. He said, um, like, if somebody said to you, because I, I do really believe that Bushy could be a 140 horse. Um, ben said, if somebody said to you, you can have a 140 horse, but it might not even go to its first show till it's seven, what would you say? And I was like, I'd take it every time. And he was like, so take it. And I was like, yeah, he's so right. That's what you just got to accept. It's like, it's like Jazzy. I mean, Jazzy's nine. So, you know, but then I have to think of him as being a four-year-old because that's what yeah. m mentally he is. 
what he's done in the past. And then I see other people, for example, Caroline Powell. Um, was her horse nine or seven? I think it was nine. And it came fifth at Poe, like at the five star. And I'm like looking at Jazzy out in the field <laughs> thinking that thing bloody tripped over its own leg, <laughs> cantering, do you know what I mean? And then I thought, do you know what? But And also horses can go on for so long now because we look after them so well. Yeah. It's like, what is the rush? Enjoy this journey with him a little bit. You know, I, I fell out of love with riding him a little bit. I wondered if I was doing the right thing. And I think the re- my big reason for that was I've got this new super smart horse. And I need mm-hmm. to do X, Y, and Z with him. And actually, I don't need to do anything with him other than just enjoy him. Yeah. And he needs to enjoy it being worked. And so when I've ta- now I've taken the pressure off, I've got this other girl, girl that comes and hacks him out for me a little bit. And it is just, it's just completely changed our relationship. And I think that, that's what happened with you and Bougie. I think yeah. that if you keep reminding yourself, instead of saying, we, it's like we say to riders, don't we? When people go to us, I only, someone will say to me, I only jump 70 centimetres. I go, there's no only about it. Mm-hmm. I jump 70 centimetres. You are doing amazing. You are absolutely, you know, that is your badminton and you're out there smashing it and having a go. So instead of going, oh, we only walk and trot, just go, oh, we did a really good walk and trot and yeah. then just leave it. You don't yeah. need to add the, it, I just think that, I think we're horse riders are terrible for that, aren't we? Oh, 100%. And I'm like that personality type where whatever oh. I do is not enough. I've not done, I should have done more. I could have pushed harder. Like yeah. that's not fair for me then to transfer that onto. Yeah. And like yeah. I speak to Carla a lot on the phone about him and she's like, he's very stallion. And she's like, he needs to think everything is his idea. So you have to train him where like he always feels like it's positive and he wants to do it because the second he doesn't want to do it, he's not going to do it you can't bully him you know yeah. who wants to bully a horse I don't want to bully a horse yeah I don't want to bully a horse into doing it it's much nicer if they want to do what you want to do it's, it's a much, much nicer, nicer if he wants to not leave me lying in a heap on the floor exactly. but if they don't want to kill you it is an advantage let's be quite straight to be fair I love Bougie because I love that he's still got that about him um and how's uh Mule uh Mule is doing well um he's quite big now and he's so bloody naughty actually the other day um they're so I mean she she could not give less of a shit about him if she tried like so the other day um I went to catch Bougie and Mint and I was putting Bougie's head collar on I just threw the rope around his neck to go and get Mint and bloody Mint squeezed out the gate so then Bougie was like oh shall I just go with him then so I was like right brilliant so the two of them are like trotting up the drive past um mule and truffle so lord featherington thought this is amazing so went galloping off he he loves them he spends the day looking at them in the field like gazing longingly at them and thinking he's one of them so he went charging up the field and so they all kind of ended up like at like the top of the field she could not have cared less so he was with two strange horses He's like, you know, ch- licking and chewing at like a rate of knots. And she didn't even give him a second look. And I was like, he's five months old. Like, you are still supposed to have a little bit of an interest at this point. And she's like, no, nope. he chooses to play with the big boys. Like, she literally had written all over her face. It'll end in tears. I've told him, like, play with big boys and you'll get her. Like, she just couldn't care less. Exactly. Like that should be to say to him, don't come running to me when you break your legs. <laughs> exactly. Like, literally, she has that look all over her face. Like, couldn't give a shit. 
so exactly I can just I think just a bit like me as a mother to be honest you're like oh, well absolutely you'll be all right survivor of the fittest survivor of the fittest don't want any weak genes do we no um, yeah I'm more I need an up-to-date picture of him if I'm honest I'll put one on I, I'll put I'll use him yeah, as have, this podcasts like this one's thingy photo thing I'll put him on actually I've got a really nice photo um of them they came in and got all tarted up the other day and they looked really smart so I'll get a nice photo for you all right um all right so this episode just in our usual random fashion I don't really listen to horsey podcasts but I listen to other podcasts and there was there was a few things that I heard and um I thought, oh, that'd be really interesting to do like a horsey take on that. So my first one is from the best podcast, obviously, with the exception of ours, of course, um, which is My Therapist Ghosted Me. If you haven't listened to it, I was just telling Carla before we started recording, if you haven't listened to it, like absolutely you have to. It's the best. They were talking about like their ideal day. And I was like, okay, so what would your ideal horsey day be? Oh, do you know what? I think my ideal horsey day would be I would get up in the sort of I would have a lie-in well when I say have a lie-in I'd wake up but I'd have a coffee and then go back to bed with my dogs and then I'd just lie in bed because someone else would have got them in for me okay and fed them and maybe mucked out I don't know should we talk about that or not uh, <laughs> and then I'd get up go to the beach and I'd love to just spend the morning on the beach I'd maybe take one of them two of them to the beach maybe take jazz to the beach in the morning and then I'd come back in the afternoon and in the after and then in the afternoon I would go for a lesson with Caroline maybe on Vince doing a cross-country lesson with Caroline Powell on Vince oh just the best and that I think I think that would be my my perfect day beach in the morning with Jazzy cross-country lesson with Caroline on Vince in the afternoon that's a good one. So it kind of interested me because did you see the post on, um, it's been everywhere. Is she like Lucian Cromwell or something like that? Um, and she had put a post about, I don't really want to particularly talk about that too much, um, but that she was kind of going to give up competing because it was too elitist now. And um, and that's maybe something we could talk about in another episode. But um, it made me kind of think like, mm, if it was your perfect day, would you use it to compete or would you use it to do something like not competing? Um, and I would be really, really torn. The, Sorry. Yeah. So if if you're saying, oh, it's the perfect day and so you could control the outcome, my perfect day would probably go be a two star. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, and I would have a perfect dressage, a clear show jumping and a clear within the time cross country. I mean, that would be the perfect day. So if I could control the outcome, that would be the perfect day. But if I can't control the outcome and I've just got to have the perfect experience that's offered to me, then it would be beach in the morning and lesson in the afternoon. Do you know, I think that's that- a good call. Yeah, no, I think that's an absolutely perfect call because I really couldn't decide because exactly like you, one of my favourite things is to take the horses to the beach for a gallop, like absolutely amazing. Mm. To the person, I can't remember your name, but who sent me photos of you splashing in the sea in Australia. I want no more of that. Yeah, Nothing like twisting the knife. Like frogs and shit in their toilets. So don't, don't splash in the sea. So, yeah, like... I love that. But then at the same time, I guess like a good round, like if you said to me, oh, you can go and jump 
two double clears around Fox. Like I would. There we go. Yeah. I'm never that- ever going to pass that. Up. But actually, yeah. I hadn't thought of a lesson, and there's nothing better than a really good lesson as well. Isn't it? The best feeling when you have a good lesson. And you're like on it. cloud nine, aren't you? And you're like, oh my God, I yeah. can do this. The horse can yeah. do this. I can I do this. We're going to smash it. And then you're like, it all falls to shit. But in that moment. And you've got all that motivation for the rest of the week. And yeah. you're like, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to run before I ride. And I'm going to do, you know, there is nothing more. And I think that's the, the power of a good instructor can never, ever be estimated because yeah. the power they can give you with a good lesson is just that. Yeah. But then do you know what else I would put into my good day that you have neglected? Tax shop shopping. I'd add that in. A really good tax shop. You could go and buy yourself a limited toy head collar. Absolutely. Um, Probably mortgage for the rest of it. Like, I mean, if it's my dream day, like, you know, maybe you just pass someone on the street who's like, I have this spare two grand and I just didn't know what to do with it. So I was wondering if you wanted it. Yeah. I mean, that would be a lovely day, wouldn't it? What would you buy if someone just gave you two grand? At this very minute, what I would buy is I would buy, I probably wouldn't get a decent, a nice jumping saddle for Jazzy for two grand. Yeah, you probably would definitely just, could. Yeah, I'd, get that. I'd get a second-hand nice jumping saddle for Jazzy and then they'd all have brand new turnout rugs. Um, well, they've got nice turnout rugs now, but I'd like them to all have really nice... I find that quite demoralizing because they're not respectful enough. Then mine aren't bad rug rippers or anything, but like I don't even want them to roll in the mud. If I'm spending like rugs are a lot of money now, don't be rolling in the mud. Yeah. Good good turnout rugs are just perfect because you can use them in the stables and whatever. There's nothing a good turnout rug can't do. It's particularly Mm. ones that don't pull out their mane and rub their shoulders. They don't pull out their mane. They're basically the holy grail, aren't they? Do you do neck? I don't do neck uh, for that reason. Detached necks. They've got a detachable neck. I found that it doesn't pull them out. I do no neck. And then I put a neck on the days it rain, like rains a lot. Um, but in, in general, they don't wear necks just because they were all bald. So I know, kind of yeah. Hogged ones. Worst of it was Vince's mane is really, really thick. So he had like he'd have like this super thick like line both sides of his neck, main yeah. top half, and then his bottom half it just looked like a little man old man's comb over. Yeah. He just had about three hairs. It looked even worse. Yeah. So no, that's irrelevant. But yeah, what would you spend your two grand on? Um. Ooh. Um. God. I've said at this. Um, I'm finding this really hard to believe that you can't think of something to spend two grand on. You're the queen of shopping. I know. Um, Have you got everything you need? Never. What about some, some really snazzy boots? Silver ones. Oh, I would love a pair of really beautiful, like I've even picked some that I love, beautiful like at home work boots. You know, like for me. Um, but I mean, they were like 700 quid. Like, I'm never going to spend that on a pair of at home boots. Someone's just giving you two grand in the street. But yeah, if someone's just giving me two grand on the street, I'm going to do that. Um, I really love all the Kentucky horse stuff, but it's so obscenely overpriced, like that I could weep. But I would probably get some of those Kentucky rugs. Um, 
I definitely would get Mint a new fancy bridal because uh, he hasn't really got one. He doesn't need one yet, obviously, but like for when he does. Um, and I think I was actually thinking today I should get a new hat. So my home hat is my old show hat. I've probably fallen off it about 85 times. Probably should get one of those. Get a new hat. There we go. So that's your two grand gone pretty much. Oh, absolutely. That's the problem. Like it wasn't like a, uh, I can't spend it. It was like a, mm, how am I going to? So, uh, yeah. Coming under budget. I'd I probably buy about eight corn brooms as well because God, I burn through corn brooms at a rate of not I bloody love a corn broom. They bring me joy. Gorilla ones. I think they're really long lasting. Or is that the ones you burn through? I burn through those. Do you? Yeah. Seriously? I must brush. Br- br- <laughs> I must brush really vigorously. I, I, I honestly, I reckon if I get six months out of a corn broom, I am lucky. Jesus Christ, woman! Why are you a witch? <laughs> I just really <laughs> brush. You're <laughs> taking out all your aggression. Yes. Fucking bougie won't just do us. <laughs> corn broom sweeping away. Full corn broom. Oh, Jesus, woman! <laughs> what am I done? What am I done? That's why she's so chill. That's why she can put up with me. Days like that. <laughs> Tomorrow she's going to need a new corn broom after, after recording with me. Tomorrow she'll be like, oh, fucking idiot woman like that. <laughs> poor, poor corn broom doesn't stand a chance. Just corn <laughs> flying everywhere, ready, giving up the ghost, just dying on the yard. She'll be like that coming tomorrow night. Going to need a new corn broom. <laughs> Ben's probably got corn broom fund. Honestly, I mean, if ever up. we could get a sponsor, I think a corn broom sponsor would be a good one. Gonna need one. My broom. I gone usually get it. one every year for Christmas. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Anyone, uh, anyone wants to give donate some corn brooms to Katie? Uh, she'll gladly take them. Gladly take them. Okay, so this one is from um, Shagged, Married, Annoyed. And this is when, so they did, when were you happiest in your life? Like they were like, oh, were you like when you were in your 20s? Whatever. When do you think you were happiest in your riding life? really really difficult that's really I don't know I that's a difficult one because um there have been times in my life where I was I have been oh god so happy and like shit has come together but then in hindsight I was putting a lot of pressure on myself um I would say the season, and it was a really up and down season. It was so up and down. But I would say the season where I got my first clear at novice. And I think because it was such an up and down season. And also one of the best, best things about <coughs> that was I also, um, I think it was my first full year of having Vince here on my own. And I was doing it all on my own without Marina. And so it wasn't the easiest, but yeah. I really I really appreciated everything much more and yeah. I think that was when I was at my happiest and you know I was walking sort of novice show jumping courses so they're like 110 walking the cross country and none of it looked too big it always looked jumpable and I always felt it always felt achievable I never yeah. felt out of my depth um you know things just occasionally went wrong but that was fine 
um you know these you know going up levels it but yeah and I would say that I was like when I was the happiest my rider you know I was comfortable at the level I was at but I was also challenging myself enough yeah I think if, I, if I'd stayed at a level where I was just comfortable I don't think that's a challenge but yeah so yeah I would say that was like I said I was doing it on my own as well so that was another reason what about you um I think because I'm just like literally you're thinking on the hot but so am I because I didn't think of them at all I just as I was listening to them I wrote them down and then kind of forgot about them so I was just thinking there when you were talking I think possibly now um this would be the most confident I've probably ever felt um mm. I really enjoy I look forward to going to shows I feel like I'm in my comfort zone and I feel like when things go wrong it doesn't derail me I kind of go right okay what went wrong there and I'll work on it like it which is massive for me because I'm such like yep. a catastrophizer. Um, and other than that, I think, I can't remember how long ago it would be. It would be a long time ago. Probably I would have been like 21. Um, I had this grey horse called Jin who we didn't ever really achieve anything, but like he brought me so much joy to yeah. just be on his back. Like, yeah he would have been like you know if he if he was like an ex-boyfriend or something like he was like my spirit animal like he was he just I don't know like I just loved being on his back and I think maybe I didn't have transport so I couldn't go to shows and I couldn't do all the things so there wasn't as much pressure and so I just absolutely adored being on his back yeah and you know what that's really weird that you say that because I always say that about Vince I always say even though I ride jazzy and I you know and I've ridden other horses I always feel that right getting on Vince's back it feels like coming home sometimes yeah. Do you know it just feels so right and it feels and so you know yeah like you say it's sometimes it isn't I know I put my one as being about shows and stuff but you know I enjoy riding Vince as much as I did that in my perfect year because he, like you say just I adore being on his back I adore I just adore it so yeah. oh, it was funny my cousin came once and she I let her ride him and she couldn't get a tune out of him and like she can ride and it it baffled me because to me you just thought what you wanted yeah. and he did it yeah. but it was obviously just that was like we were really we just got each yeah. other and like clicked and yeah um, yeah I just, I, I really loved that horse. Like, I mean, fuck me. He took sick note to a whole <laughs> new height. Thank the bloody Lord the horse was insured because by God did PayPal know about it. Not PayPal, pet plan, <laughs> PayPal. Um, yeah, I mean, he literally had like, I think an eyelash by the end that hadn't been claimed to the max. Um. And he was horrible in the stable. He was an absolute bastard. Ben's covered in scars. Um, but I just loved him. Like, I loved him. Yeah. It doesn't have to make sense for anyone else, does it? Do you know what I mean? It's like, if they're your horse, that your heart horse, they're your heart horse, aren't they? It doesn't have to make sense. And sometimes, like, it's weird, isn't it? Because it is also, like, it isn't sometimes the horse that you would have thought it would have been. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, you said, oh, I didn't go to shows. You didn't do that much. He was a bastard in the stable, you know, and I've always said that I, I, you know, I've still got chance now, chance is 28 and I've had him 25 years and he's, he's always been 
you know, obviously I adore him and we've always been really, really close and I've loved him very much. But I would say, and he's always been sort of like, it's always been Carla and Chance, whatever, but I don't feel with Chance what I've felt with Vince in a shorter time. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Which is, it's good, isn't it? Which is sometimes, I always remember someone talking about homebred, fucking homebreds. And um, she said, oh, no, no, there's nothing like the bonds that you have with a homebred. And I sort of looked at Vince and I thought, I don't think you need to breed the horse to get that bond sometimes, you know? So, no, yeah. you definitely don't. Like, because I've bred one and it's for me I mean but I'm that obviously everyone's different for me it's the relationship I get when I'm riding them like if I don't enjoy riding them I don't tend to have a very good bond with them um and the one that I bred I loved her she was an incredible horse but she wasn't my cup of tea to ride so like I didn't have that good bond with her um so yeah yeah, I I think it's not it's that feeling when you're on them where you're like this is where I'm supposed to be it's like putting on a pair of slippers you know yeah Um, And then our last one. So this is from Fern Cotton's podcast. I think it's Happy. And she, I don't listen to her podcast usually, but she was interviewing um, Roman. I can't bear bear her. No. She was interviewing Roman Kemp and I really like him. I like him. Um, And so it came, it was on the like, you know, the browse thing. And so I was like, oh, go on, I'll listen to him. And um, she said something about where would you like to be in five years or something. And he was like, I never look forward. I I want to look back. And I thought that's really interesting because that's basically the polar opposite of what most people say, isn't it? Most people are like, oh, you should never look back. You shouldn't look forward. And he was like, no, I want to look back. And I want to be proud of the things I've achieved. And I want to look at the things I've done well. And I want to give myself credit. And I want to really value the things I've done. I, I don't know what's ahead of me. So what's mm. the point in like projecting and putting pressure? And I was like, that's a really that's an, a take yeah. on something I've never heard. I've never heard that, but I like it a lot. I, that's, do. I thought I need to bring that to the horse riders. Yeah, because we don't do that, do we? We don't give ourselves credit. Oh, I, um, I did watch her vlog, but I saw a reel that she did. Um, Emily Dunstan, EMD eventing. Uh, she's a member of the BE squad, um, and she bought this gorgeous, gorgeous. I think she's a they'll probably hang me up for saying this because she's not a dun but to me she looks like a dun this youngster four-year-old um and she's she's brought it on over this last year and um she's done amazingly with I mean the pony the horse it's not a pony it's a horse the mare is smart as fuck it's a lovely love it but I'm gonna hold my hands up to it when I first saw her working her the mare and jumping it I was like oh don't know if that's what I would have gone for, but I would have gone for it now because she's yeah. done an amazing job with her. And she's, the, yeah. And then she put this reel up and it was just a quick comparison of the two things, like uh, looking back at how far I've come. So she's done a whole blog on it. I am going to watch the blog. I haven't watched it yet. Um, and it shows sort of like this baby four-year-old just like wobbling over its first fence. I think it might have even knocked it down to her latest one where she went clear at BE80 and was like absolutely smashing this, BE80 cross country course and I was just like so that's a little bit was like absolutely fucking good on you girl yeah good on you that's like the TikTok yeah that's like the TikTok trend have you seen where everyone does the like I couldn't afford a 30 grand horse so I made one some of the mind I look at them and I think I think I don't think that's a 30 grand horse (laughs) 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 <laughs> my one is I couldn't afford to buy a 30 grand horse 
and I can't even make one either because I'm big shit. <laughs> yeah, I think some of them I'm like, maybe you're stretching. Yeah. But the sentiment I like, and some, I mean, there's one, I can't remember any of it, but I looked at it and I was like, wow, yeah, you've done a very, very good job. Like you've taken a horse that was average and it it's a yeah. machine, you know? Um, I love like that one. But like I said, this this one, this uh, the, the looking at how this girl's brought this horse on. And I do think that we don't give ourselves enough credit for that. You probably have a bougie and, you know, you should look back and think, do you know what? I bought him as an unhandled just because he had a nice fringe or whatever. And, and, and all right, you know, I do dice with death occasionally when I get on his back, but the whole I do get on his back and I have fun. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> if not, Carla enjoys it when I get to tell her about it on the phone. <laughs> exactly. so, uh, We just don't give ourselves enough credit for it, do we? And it's just like, uh, yeah, I do love that TikTok trend. I yeah. like, like I said, I saw the one where this girl went, you know, I couldn't afford a 30 grand horse. And then one foot, one foot, I could afford a 30 grand horse. And it shows this really smart horse. And then she went, but I couldn't ride one side of it. And it just smashes through all these friends. I love those <laughs> ones as well. I saw one, I think it was a great, and it was like, um, I bought a 50 grand horse or something. And it had a video of it going show jumping. And then it was like, but the next week it broke down. <laughs> like, never been ridden <laughs> since now. Yeah, this is this is what we're here for. The real, the real. That's how it goes with horses. Yeah, yeah, that's what we we definitely enjoy that. But yeah, I do. I love that one. I've forgotten about that one actually. That, that I couldn't afford the horse. Uh, maybe I should do one. I couldn't yeah. afford a thing horse. I couldn't make one either. <laughs> um, uh, so never mind. <laughs> I couldn't afford a thirty grand horse, so I'm currently doing thirty grand's worth of damage to my body trying to make one. <laughs> But the people on the podcast love it. They love it. Carla's <laughs> encouraging me. She's egging me on. I'm like, why don't you try with spurs? Come on. <laughs> what about cross country? Have you ever thought about eventing him? <laughs> why don't you put an exercise rug on and forget to put the fillet string on? Let's just see what happens. Let's just see. <laughs> oh, that, my God. Well, thing. for my birthday, Ben bought me an coat and I was like, yeah, lovely. I'm never putting that on, on Bougie, though. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. I'll get wet. I'll get drenched to my knickers before one of those goes near Bougie. They are massive, aren't they? Actually, it's weird. It doesn't seem that big. Like, I thought it was not. I don't know if, like, I don't know. Because I was, like, fully expecting it to be massive, but it doesn't seem that big. Everyone that's got one absolutely raves about it. Everyone that's got one raves about it. Well, I wasn't, like, I wasn't going to get one because I was like, I don't like how massive they are. Yeah. But then basically the same thing. I didn't hear a bad thing about them. I was like, do you know what? I'm always wet and cold. Like, you know, we haven't got an indoor arena. We live in the middle of like, you know, Northumberland. I'm just going to get one because actually, do I care what I look like? And then this one, it just doesn't seem as massive as I thought. So for um, last Christmas, but then we never got around to actually ordering them. I got a pair of, I can never remember what they're called. Those chaps, you know, the ones I mean. No. They're like leather chaps, long ones. What the hell are they called? What like what bondage people wear? Like what? <laughs> like what bondage people wear? Are you like are you confessing something here? They're like cowgirl chaps, but without the fringe. Um, maybe like a queeno or a queero or something like that. Anyway, so I have those, and then this massive big coat, and I'm like, I am ready. I am ready for winter. Come what may. I've got- 
got some like Rambo thermal chaps and yeah. I absolutely adore them. But the problem is my ass is cold. Yeah, well, you see, you need this coat on top and then you're covered from every angle. Um, that is our rip-off of other people's podcasts, basically, put with a horsey spin. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Um, oh, here's Seb having a laugh. Hello, Sebby Bear. Um, can you come in to join in for a little minute? Hello, Hello Seb. Bear. Hello, you want to press the buttons up there? Da. Yeah. Ba. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. All gone. Can you say bye? Bye. bye. Looks just um, like Ben, doesn't it? Well, they literally they are all the same. The summer's jeans, like forget the the mums might as well not even bother. Obviously, Tractor King's like that, but yeah. I was surprised. I've not seen Seb properly before. And he's just like, it was like a little bald, a little bald bed just popped up in, yeah. in a onesie. They it are literally like, oh. just clones. So, yeah. So we are going to move on to our wanker of the week. Mine is fairly shit, but um, in fairness to me, we've all had a vomiting bug for much of the week. So um, I... I feel like I have to, it's only fair, I have to confess that last week's wanker of the week was Pancake for laming himself, pulling a shoe. And in actual fact, he was lame because he had an abscess. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> I was like, that. that stupid fucking horse, it's lame. I was like, and he said, oh, is it like the shoe it's pulled off? And I was like, yeah, it, it, it'll be like, it'll be bruised itself. And he was like, it's not a tight nail or anything, is it? And I was like, no, because you can tell, you know, because they get progressive. So I was like, no, it'll just, he's just bruised it. He's just a selfish bastard. And that's it. He's not going out in the muddy field anymore. Like he can go in the smaller paddock. And then Ben went and looked at his foot and he was like, he's got a raging abscess, Katie. And I was like, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh a little bit. They always feel so sorry for themselves with an abscess, don't they? He was quite chipper. Like they, they like properly chopped the leg off, didn't it? Yeah, he wasn't. I think it hadn't got like quite bad enough to get like that, because the horse I was just talking about before, the grey one, who was like my heart horse, I called the vet. It's never been forgotten by Ben because I genuinely I thought he'd broken his pelvis or something, but he was yeah. a real wet lettuce and he had an abscess. And the vet literally just went like, did that and then charged us like hundreds of pounds. <laughs> ben was raging. Then they fucking imagine that charging you to take a shoe off as well. You imagine oh. ferry. Yeah, not not a good day for Ben. Well, not a good day I for me. Even, I can't imagine that went down at all. Well, no, nah. Um, yeah, how to piss off your farrier husband in ten seconds? <laughs> Tell him the vet found an abscess. <laughs> I would have just lied. I would have that. I would have made up a disease. Yeah. I would have just made up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, skankytoitis, yeah. <laughs> Actually caused by bad shoeing, but I am prepared yeah. to overlook that um, <laughs> and we'll say no more about it. <laughs> yeah, because we don't, yeah, I don't want to embarrass you any further, all right? <laughs> yeah, so that's mine. So what's yours? So I had two and I've forgotten one of them, so I'm going to have to go with my obvious one, um, which was, Obviously, the day after my birthday, I went out, and the girl I was going oh out God, with two. Yes. Girl, I was going out with two days before. Said, "Let's go out and fancy dress. It's Halloween." 
So I was like, oh, fuck. So anyway, we were looking at fancy dressings. We were looking at stuff with next day's delivery. And there was a poison ivy outfit. And I, in my infinite wisdom, went, I can do that better myself. Famous last words. So I quit, I found a cheap green velvet dress, which had next day's delivery. And I said, right, I'm just going to cover it in plastic ivy. So anyway, I looked uh, on Amazon and they had this plastic ivy and it was like seven pounds. And I got really, really confused with my numbers at that point. Because also I thought seven pounds, you're not going to get a lot of plastic ivy for seven pounds, are you? No. No. So I'm going to order two packs. So that's 14 pounds worth of plastic ivy. That should be enough to cover a dress. What that actually turns out would be enough for is to cover a dress, completely my legs, completely my, my head and possibly both my children because actually what that was was 180 foot of plastic ivy I ordered. That's a real I mean, bargain though because where do you in Henry's room like a jungle? And I wanted to buy, yes, I, I, was, I bought some from Ikea, uh, uh, Vine things, it was a bloody fortune. Well, if you'd said, you could have had this stuff. Fucking tons of it I've got. I don't want to do Vince. Fancy dress Vince. I don't really get the opportunity to fancy dress Vince very often. Mm. I could just do it for the gram, I guess, couldn't I? I actually did consider at one point changing what I went as. And what I was going to do was wrap myself completely in all this ivy with just like all around my arms, all around my legs, obviously just my eyes showing. And then I was going to get like a doll and have like riding gear on them and have them like head first coming out of my side so that I I would be a team chase hedge that's quite cool that was the intent but then I thought oh people won't get that out like in the pubs no. and clubs of Berry Edmonds so yes yeah, so I had 180 <gasps> foot of plastic but ivy that would be quite a good um fancy dress you know when you've got kids who do fancy dress rest the pony up as the hedge and cover the kids' legs so it's like the kids like stuck in the hedge. That would be brilliant. When I've got um mule here, yeah, that's that's a mule job, isn't it? A hundred percent a mule job. Absolutely. I can see him definitely taking that on board. I don't want anyone uh, to steal that now though, because I want that idea. Copyright it. I'll keep Absolutely. hold of this up when you want it for when you will you be using it with Molly? Yeah, Molly's a good egg. She wouldn't mind being vined up. What again? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm too old for this. I just don't want to partake in any more. I've had 30-odd years now. Take take Mule. Surely to God it's somebody else's turn. What about uh, that fringe? He could do with a bit of a vine around that. <laughs> that I think that would definitely take him over his threshold if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Threshold is no vine. <laughs> no poison ivy, no plastic ivy. That's the threshold he's not going near. He'd be like, uh, look, we've discussed trigger stacking and I'm feeling stacked. I'm feeling overstacked. <laughs> too much, too much. I kind of feel him if I'm honest. So, yeah, I made this absolutely amazing um, plastic uh, poison ivy. I stuck sequins on my face. Um and Kate, you're going to love this. The clip clop <gasps> shoes came out. You messaged I me. You said that you were thinking about wearing the clip clops. They I came back it. out. They came out. I tied them onto my legs with plastic ivy. I think that's wise. I think you need them cable tied to you, to be honest. 
So anyway, we actually did end up in the nightclub where the flip-flop shoes had their fortune. And I saw the doorman and I went bouncing up to him and went, look, I've got my shoes on. And he remembered them. Oh, he my remembered God. And he just started laughing. And I went, they're tied on with plastic ivy today. It's OK. And he went, I'm pleased to hear it. The good thing was, though, I kind of pissed them off that much because they gave us free entry, got free risk. Honestly. We spent no money that night. I spent £10 and my mate spent eight quid because like there's a, there were a lot of Americans out and they they go all in for it. And we went to this bar called Bouche that had, they, the reason we dressed up was they were having a costume party. And we went in there and the owner was in there and he saw us walk in. He was like, right, to be fair, my friend is incredibly hot and was dressed as a sexy nun. So, you know, that'll that do it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He was like, right, these girls are on a free bar all night. So we did like, oh, I know, I know. So we were having our drink, all our drinks in there. And then people kept coming up to us going, oh, can we buy you a drink? And I was like, your outfits are amazing. Can we buy you a drink? And we're like, oh, well, we're right, thanks. And they were like, oh, can we get a photo? So like asking for photos with us and stuff. Send me a and photo then- of what you looked like. I need to Somebody- see this. Somewhere I'll show you. I'll send you it. And then we went to... Um, we went out because we went to meet her friend. So that's why we went up to birth. Oh, I think tonight. I did see a photo. Yeah, Maybe. I put it on my grid. Anyway, I'll look. Right, I'll, show, I'll, I'll send you a, a full length one of me and her. And then, we went, yeah, and then we went up to Verve and the same thing was happening again. People were like buying us drinks. We got free entry into this club because I just pointed out the clip-clop shoes were on my feet and tied on with Ivy. And famous, and famous shoes. Famous the world famous, world famous clip-clop shoes, no less. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh yeah, so I digress, but my I, I did buy 108 foot of Ivy. Plus, I mean, Ivy. to be honest, money well spent. Free drinks all night. <laughs> and I've still got a pack of. I've still got it all. Come home, it come home and skate and skate. I mean, who's the wanker? You've got enough Ivy to cover Molly. You had free drinks. Winner in a chicken gonna, dinner. I'm actually gonna. I've got a filler, like a gate type filler. I'm gonna thread it all in and out. That. That's what. I, that was my suggestion. When you said you wanted suggestions. Vince in it. Huh? You suggested No, I sent you on your Instagram. You said said I sent fillers. Well, that's what I'm gonna do. I've got like a little gate that I'm gonna I'll I'll and then I thought I might get some big like plastic daisies. Yeah, that'll be good. That'd be wicked, wouldn't it? So that's the I'll do it. I haven't even been working out my stables or summer Katie. I'm too fucking that no, I will do it. I will do it. So yeah, stay tuned. I might yeah. call it the buck off. Banter. I might put like something buck off banter or something on it. It could be the buck off banter. You know, like it's Ivy. Seen... I mean, it's gonna have, it's gonna have done all kinds. So I mean, definitely not a wanker caller. I think you're winning. I, I did buy a lot of weight Ivy though. When and when I was unwrapping, <laughs> and this Ivy just kept coming out. And coming out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I want, you know, handkerchiefs out there slip. Yeah. <laughs> fucking green ivy out this fucking back. it just didn't stop and then when your husband's like what and you're like i need it i needed it all yes i meant to do it obviously i wanted this much ivy i did this much ivy yeah so yeah there's been all sorts like a feature wall has been considered all sorts i wonder yeah. if you could like stick some berries on and make it look christmasy someone did say that they said why don't you make like some christmas wreaths they probably could be done quite easy by someone who is a complete... You're going to have to send me the link because, number oh. one, 
I'm going to turn my house into a grotto. Yeah, number two, I'm going to turn Molly and all bougie into a hedge. And number yeah. three, what was the other thing I was going to do with it? Oh, Henry's Jungle Room. Henry's Jungle Room. To be fair, you can have a pack of it. Just let me know. Give me your address and I'll send you a pack. Oh. We've got a pack that will be opened. There we go. Winner, winner. There we okay, go. Okay, shall I um, do our listener one? I like this yeah. one. It's really funny. Because our listeners never fail. Um. So this is from Kelly Outram, and she said, just had to message as listening to your latest podcast about the horses being fed dates. And we got so much grief. I don't think we came out of that podcast well, by the way. Um, and had to laugh at the memory of a realisation from last year. I bought a property last summer in the Fens. It's a lovely, quiet place, which is very pretty with paddocks surrounded with plum orchards. Beautiful. Something completely baffled me, though. Every time I was bringing the ponies in, a bit naughty and letting them just mooch behind me while I was daydreaming most of the time. I was getting the sensation of being poked up the back of my calves. I thought I was losing my mind, but didn't question it. It wasn't until one day, one of my Shetlands stopped mid-track to have a toilet break that I realised she was spitting plum stones at me. The ponies were helping themselves to the fruit, sucking around the stones. And That's amazing! Spitting. Um, I've lost my place. Um, spitting the stones at me when they had decided it had lost its taste. So, not any date knowledge about dates, but horses are clever enough to destone their own fruit. Apparently, to be fair, if it was a Shetland, you can't put anything past the Shetland. No, I think they just won't, just to be difficult. That mm-hmm. you. We have a conversation with the Shetland and they could tell you what was wrong with them, whatever, but they just don't want to because it would make your life. <laughs> They're just arse- oh, Shetlands are just arseholes, aren't they? So, like, to be fair, that Shetland knew exactly what it was doing. Oh, it's literally been eating plums all day and storing them in its cheeks <laughs> like a hamster and then, like, basically I'm- machine gunning her while she's get you, bitch. She's like, like walking along. I bet they'd be really pissed off that she hadn't reacted. Yeah. But I'm like, what do I have to do to get into your. <laughs> what do I. <laughs> oblivious just walking along how weird though like just at this one point she's feeling this thing hit her legs and not thinking to stop and check it i'd be screaming and like you know running away i mean to be fair to her you wouldn't think i know what's happening here i'm being peppered with their plums but they're fucking horses just when you think you know horses they do something like that don't you oh absolutely like yeah they they blow your mind like every day. I remember saying to um, Rachel when she was going to get her first pony, because they've got like sheep and cows, they're not like normal animals. It's like having a person where you basically have to always think what they are thinking. And even then, yeah. they're potentially going to outthink you. And then you have to work out why you thought wrong. Like it's a, it's a totally different experience to another animal, I think, having a horse. A hundred percent. And also they... they majority of them have got like a death wish yeah absolutely. Um, so like trying live most of the time as well they'll do whatever they can to make that job very difficult you for you imagine just... just when you've said trying to keep them alive imagine if it choked on the oh my god that was my wanker of the week and i forgot i choked have i told you about him <laughs> <laughs> i was a near-death experience and i forgot who had been struggling with said as well after real um have i told you on the podcast before about henry choking no. Henry, like genuinely, 
nearly choked. Um, Ben has like massive post-traumatic stress about it. Um, Henry's still not allowed to eat anything remotely like that shape. So it was a, one of those eclairs, you know, where toffee on the outside and chocolate on the inside. Oh my God, yeah, they are, they are um, lethal. Lucky, my auntie was a nurse and between the two of them, um, they managed to get it out, but he was absolutely like blue and lifeless. Um, yeah. was horrific. Anyway, um, so Ben's really nervous about people yeah. choking and um, food. It's, it really has genuinely scarred him. And we were in bed the other night and I said to him, it was just after my birthday. And I was like, I'd got some M&Ms, chocolate brownie ones. They're the absolute bomb if anyone hasn't tried them. Um, I got some of those and I got a gin and tonic, like little in a can thing. And I was like, I'm going to have a gin and tonic and I'm going to have those brownies. And I was sucking them and I just sucked it. And like, it went to the back of my throat and I was like, <sighs> and I looked at Ben and he said, you're joking. And I think he saw in my eyes like, I've never choked like that before. I was like, I'm fucking not joking here. He leapt out of the bed. This poor guy's not going to be... Oh, my God. He's never going to be allowed to be around anyone that eats, ever. Felt yeah. me on the back. I mean, he needs a big... Like, he's big, you know. Uh, he was yeah. belting me on the back. And it loosened it. But I was so out of breath from the M&M and from being walloped on the back that I couldn't say to him, I'm okay now. So he just kept yeah. belting me. And I was like, I was choked. I, God, it was years ago. And we went out for dinner with Sam, Sunday lunch with Sam and his mate, who was also a doctor. And I was eating this roast beef. It's because it was when I used to eat meat. This is how long ago it was. And I was just like, and I was enjoying it so much. You know, it's like, I started choking and I was going, like, because you can't speak. Anyone no. that says, people that say about choking, you are literally silent when it's yeah. pretty much other than public guts, you can mix of. So I was like, and then Sam just put down his knife and fork. And he was really calm at the time and just went bang, bang, like what bended on my back a few times. And he dislodged it and it, but this mine actually flew out. <laughs> so it just flew out. And at this point, the whole, we didn't realize that the whole rest. <laughs> We're in had turned because obviously he's like walloping me really yeah. hard in the back of my back. I turned to look, and obviously the the guy that we were with he he stopped and he's like staring. So and this beat flew out of my mouth and it hit the plate. <laughs> and without even thinking, uh, the whole room silent. I just picked up a knife and fork and started eating again. And so did Sam. <laughs> and it wasn't until about five ten minutes later we suddenly like you know you get a bit shaky, don't you? And yeah. I was like. Oh but I just nearly died actually. But yeah, this whole restaurant was like, why is he belting this shit out of that woman? <laughs> and then why is she just calmly like <laughs> as you were? Our <laughs> dinner again. Yeah. So oh anyway, you were right. Oh scary. yeah, exactly. Right. But we like I did get for for a minute after I was like, fucking hell, I could have died. But actually, do you know, in the immediate aftermath, once I'd stopped him from braying me repeatedly on the back, yeah. we both got a fit of the giggles. And yeah. I said to Ben. Fuck me, you leapt out of bed quick. That gave me the ick. <laughs> oh, the guy's just saved your life. And the fact that he, fact that he did it quickly gave you the ick. Head back. Honestly. I'm not going to That's a bit unreasonable. He was like, I'm that's it now. He was like, pureed food for everyone. Like, I just can't. I can't I'm keep gonna... doing that. I can't, yeah. You, you know, you've tested his Heimlich manoeuvre to the <laughs> highest level here. I, I'm glad. Just chew your food, you vote. Yeah, 
you know well then so I, I, similar to you though I put another M&M and he went are you chewing that I said no I'm sucking it he went fucking chew it I was like I like to suck them he was like could you not <laughs> you learned your lesson have you no, slow learner what can you do Definitely. but anyway I mean a Shetland's a big deal to give the Heimlich manoeuvre to isn't it yeah so why did we get shit for the dates because <laughs> we didn't just get shit for the dates we got shit because <laughs> fucking general knowledge Carla <laughs> we don't fuck all I love the fact that we actually ask people from around the world for different things and then really didn't know anything about any geography at all. Didn't even know where the countries were that we were talking about. I mean, some may say we came into it slightly un- underprepared. I think potentially in hindsight, we've learned a lesson from that, you know. Moving forwards, obviously, if I knew that Colombia and Cuba were different countries, that would probably be a start. But it would have helped. It would have helped. Um, yeah, <laughs> we were a bit shit. We're very sorry. I hope we've been better with this one. Yeah, I think this one's this one's a good one. It's been horsey. We've been we're super slick this one. Um, we stayed, stayed in our comfort zone, which wasn't yeah. talking. No geography. geography. Or fruit. <laughs> um, fruit was a little bit. But yeah, I hope she's okay with a. What do you think? That could, how would that forceful a, a Shetland spitting a stone at you is? Could you video it? Could you potentially feed them small plums and video it for us? We'd like to see that. You sorry? No plums now. Uh, you could buy, buy some. Buy some, buy a planet of plums and then yeah. spit you at it. Put like um, you know, like a dartboard on you and then like yeah. see what see what his score is. See who's got the better aim. Yeah. I wonder if that's what, maybe that would be bougie's niche. Maybe we'll find found a sport which he will excel in this is the one i bet he'd fucking so, spit those stones at me with venom you spit them in your eye with like a that, fucking vine on me <laughs> like a fucking <laughs> camel wouldn't he <laughs> oh my god yeah that there was there's no force greater than bougie spitting a stone at your head i'm well, trying to be dressed in a vine <laughs> you have to do it now Come even on, bougie. you get one You've got the clip clop shoes on. I'm dressing you as Carla. <laughs> oh, then I'll I'll enter the clip clop shoes for Bougie because I like him. <laughs> that, that's it. All right. So if you can please keep your stories coming in because we absolutely love to hear from you and you make us feel like we are not quite as alone in our chaos and yeah, drama. And also, unless you're going to come come at us for our geography and our not knowing about um dates listen we've got many strengths and we discovered on the last podcast that geography and stone fruit knowledge was not one of them i actually don't think well, dates have got a stone have they oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. i'm not full i'm not going down that rabbit hole i don't know they why have, i did that they there they have got stones dates yeah I think you're thinking of figs. I am thinking of figs. I am thinking of figs. <laughs> hell. Oh my yeah, God. don't right for our lack of knowledge of geography and stone fruits and things like that. Just don't come for us in general. Just be nice, okay? Yeah, they are nice. Our listeners are the best. Yeah, they are the best. We love you. All right, we love you lots and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.